It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right, welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Aaron Greger, here with another obviously great guest. I have Mr. Nick Rosenbauer. Nick, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Aaron. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> well, we pre-talked and I, I'm very excited for you to share the stories of your podcast because you you came in. One thing I love to ask is, okay, so you went in with one strategy. What's changed since? since? I can't speak today. And I know you've got a lot of great stories of that. So for those of you who don't know Nick, Nick is the host of the Complete Estate Planning. He's an attorney and he's also the founder of Rosenbauer Law Office. So you know, obviously your podcast is about attorney stuff, right? Can you talk a little bit about the Complete Estate Planning Podcast and and what it's about? And, you know, I, I think it's going to be obvious how it aligns with your company, but, you know, give us a little insight into that too. Sure. So the, the subject matter is about the type of work we do. Uh, our office only does estate planning and then estate settlement. So wills, trust, powers of attorney, we set it up so someone can get taken care of if they get sick, the inheritance goes the way they want when they pass away. And then we also help execute that. So we will set the plan up and then we help put it in, into motion. And that's all we do. So the show really goes through a number of different topics, some frequently asked questions, you know, going through some terms. And then also once we go through the basics of what is a will, what is a power of attorney, you know, you only have so many key terms and, and you're through all of that. And it really evolved, I would say, in the last six to nine months into just practical advice, practical knowledge, or more of a, in this situation, what are your options? So as an example, estate planning for people with young children. Estate planning for people with no children, estate planning in a second marriage, um, things like that. So it's really evolved from an encyclopedia, what is a power of attorney, to these different situations. And we also have a little bit of fun, the Britney Spears guardianship. We had some fun with that. And Larry King passing away, we had some fun with that. So, you know, we have to wait for frankly, we have to wait for a celebrity to die and it to be a mess. So I, I don't get those all the time, but people seem to love those. And, and it's, I try not to do it in lawyer speak, if that makes sense. I, the example I give is my pharmacist, when he tells me what allergy medication to take, he doesn't tell me the chemical makeup or how many carbon rings uh, are in my Zyrtec or anything like that. He He's speaking to me at my level, and that's what I'm trying to do. So that's the subject matter. Maybe not the most exciting to most people, but I think it's applicable to just about everyone because, frankly, everyone's going to pass away at some point, and everyone has someone they care about. And so we need to talk about how to make sure that you set that up the right way for whenever something happens to you. Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, it's not sexy, but it's it's... You, you can't avoid it. And unfortunately, hopefully you are addressing it before you need to address it. Right. Cause that's the, it's like insurance people. Oh, I'm not going to worry about insurance until I need it. And then, oops, I didn't have enough or oops, I didn't have my family taken care of. So hopefully people realize the importance of this topic. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a fun, it's not a fun topic no. uh, to think about. You're, you're, you're exactly right. But at the same time, I'm one of the few attorneys, if there are any, where you feel better after we're done. And basically what people are hiring me for is the the peace of mind to know that we went through all the options. We understand how it plays out in real life. So we actually know what the heck's going to happen and we know it's going to go the right way. So when you have the kids over for dinner or for Christmas, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen when something happens to you. So it's it, it's fantastic. It's very rewarding. It's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be honest with you. It's We have a lot of, we, we keep a lot of tissues on standby mm. uh, here in the office, but it's necessary. And it's one of those things that feels good when it's taken care of and done. And you know that everything's set up the way it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned you kind of, you, your initial intent for a lot, because this is, I'm asking this question because a lot of people, especially businesses, they're so worried about running out of content. And you mentioned, you know, you had your key terms mm-hmm. and then, you know, you started with different, you know, it, with different types of twists on the topics, or like you have mentioned the Britney Spears, which I think is a very intriguing to understand what's happening there. So how did your content evolve? Was it, you kind of got through your key terms, you started asking the audience for content, or how did you know to, you know, start making those turns in what, what type of content you were creating? Great question. So I started off with the basics Um, looking at, because we have a number of reports, we have some lead generation pieces where, you know, as, as everyone realizes, you know, we have these free reports or downloads, you just have to give us your name and email address. So we'll trade there. So I started out with those just recycling content because I I forgot who it was, but I, I I read a book, I think it was a Dan Kennedy book Mm -hmm. years ago. And one of the one of the key points they made was people consume things differently. Some people like to read, mm-hmm. some people like to listen, some people like to watch. And Aaron, you probably know this. There are a whole lot of people who do their radio shows or podcasts and they just stick a camera. Yep. And people would rather watch on YouTube. They will watch people with their headphones and their microphones talking. And so there's a whole, there's people who learn different ways. There's people who consume information different ways. So I started off with, let's take the information we already have, give a different medium, a different way to consume that. And also it allowed me to get my feet wet with some information that was tried and true and I didn't have to start writing. So maybe that was a little playing it close to the belt, but I knew I could I didn't have to jump off a cliff without a parachute. Right. And because I don't generalize, I specialize. And, and I think all of the, you know, I, we can have a whole nother conversation about, you know, specialty or being in a niche. You know, they say niches make riches. Uh, I right. think that was another Dan Kennedy quote, but you run out of topics. I mean, I can only talk so many times about what a will is or what probate is and things like that. And then I moved into just conversations that I was having with my clients. And it was very easy because I'm, I'm the only attorney in my office, so I'm still working day to day in the business. Okay. I'm not detached mm-hmm. from the business. So the, you know, we had a whole lot of clients who 
are in a second or third marriage and have separate and have separate kids. So I said, let's talk about that because I have a lot of people who I know they're concerned about it. I don't have to guess because they're asking me about it every day. And we would have other situations. And so I would just go with the situations that I was explaining to people in real life. And also a little pro tip is I would take the flip side of that coin. So if someone can... So I said, well, if someone's curious about option A, well, I'll bet there's someone else out there who has a situation with option B. So we talked about second marriage and blended families. And then I talked about what if it's a blended family, but they don't legally get married. So they just remain life partners. And so anytime you have content, look at the opposite of that. And I think that's, uh, and I think that gives you that basically allows you, in most cases, to double the list of, of topics for free. Not everything, but I know that certainly helps. And then also, for us, and maybe other businesses work the same way, how to set it up. And then also, when someone passes away, we need to execute it. Okay, right. so I, so basically, that gave me, if I need to, that's four topics. Second marriages, second marriages where they don't actually get married, but they're just life partners. And then for each of them, when you pass away, how does that get carried out? So one can turn into three or four, but I'll be honest with you. It just, it evolved after I got through my key terms and my FAQs into what questions am I answering over and over again? I'm looking into doing a few case studies. If we have a crazy situation and gives you a little bit of the shock value because I've had some and you have to change some things around but there's a few messes that I have inherited and people love soap operas, right? Everybody so they loves <laughs> the crappy stuff. I mean, it's so true. They do. And so people love people who are less okay than them. Right. That's why we, that's why we watched Jerry Springer, who was former mayor of Cincinnati where I'm from. So shout out to our buddy, Jerry. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, some of these case studies, if you have a horrible situation, you can talk about that. And that's that's juicy. People love that. Or you can talk about a situation maybe that we've saved. And I try not to pat myself on the back too much, but people can relate to that either. Oh, I my 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 old golfing buddy, his family went uh, into war after someone passed away or it may it may it may it may give them some fear on the back end i don't want that to happen so little things will just come to you and frankly i'm a big list guy and a notebook guy and i just have a, a whole list for podcast topics and i'll get them at totally random times and i think it's always good to have a list of about 15 or 20 ideas yeah. uh, to pull from because if you are going to record on a friday morning at 10 o'clock at 9.30, you better not still be thinking about what you want to talk about. So uh, it just, a lot of it comes to you just in the day-to-day. And one thing to remember, if clients are asking you about it or customers are asking you about it, that means there's a whole lot of other people who have the same question. Just like they they tried, the teachers tried to tell you in grade school, you know, go ahead and ask a question, raise your hand because five of your classmates also don't know the answer. So just basically keeping your radar up and then thinking of what is the opposite of this or what is a derivative of the situation you just talked about. I know it doesn't work for every 
scenario, but it works really well. And one concept can give me four or five ideas. I love that. That is, that's a great perspective from it. Like just trying to twist. So let's talk about initial creation of the podcast. So a lot of businesses will create a podcast for client, you know, creation, how to gain more clients. That was not your intent. So I would, I always love to ask, what was the strategy going in? And now that you're you're in and you've been doing this for a while, how has the strategy changed? So I originally did not do this to get any more clients, surprisingly enough. First off, my office is is one, and I guess with estate planning, we can do some meetings virtually, but you can't electronically sign a will oh. in Ohio. So one thing to keep in mind, I'm extremely regional. Someone has to sit in my office at some point. So I never went I never went into this thinking, my hope is everyone within 30 miles of me will download this podcast and I will get a huge influx of customers uh, that way. Um, I think if my business was national or something like that, uh, could definitely be a nice benefit, but I didn't kid myself in thinking that way. So my mm-hmm. original reason for this was a different way to produce content. So if you look at my website, I have some blogs, very sporadic. Sometimes I'll do three of them in a month and then you won't see me write a blog for four months. Shoot, I think this is bad, but I think the last blog I wrote was actually, yeah, the last blog I wrote was about uh, potential impacts in estate planning on the 2020 presidential election. So that's why you podcast, right? Exactly. (laughs) Well, exactly right. And I wanted another way to create content for the main reason was lead nurture. So people who are already on my prospect list in my, in my CRM, I needed a, a Trojan horse. I needed an excuse to send information or send a message to them apart from come to my seminar, come in. So apart from a sales pitch Mm -hmm. of some sort, And I figured give them some more value, give them a reason to click. And it also keeps me top of mind. And uh, I was hoping, and this has turned out to be true, I'll have a number of people who schedule a time to sit down with me. They listen to a podcast or two because I send it to them. And they've heard my voice. They hear the way that I talk. They hear the analogies I use. And I've had a couple people say, Nick, I feel like I already know you. So they, they know how I talk, uh, they know my diction, they know my, my voice. And so it, it has a little bit more comfort as opposed to the initial feeling each other out. And, and an attorney's office is rather intimidating. Some people, you may not need to do that, but we need to get everyone comfortable and relaxed yeah. when we start. So that was my whole purpose. Give me another, another tool to send to my people who are already on my prospect list. Secondarily, I thought it would be a good value add to my clients, Mm -hmm. something to send them, just some entertaining as much as anything. For some clients, if they're thinking about making changes in the future, their situations change, well, it'd be good. God forbid someone's getting divorced. Well, the the, the podcast on things to think about uh, during a divorce would probably be good for them. And it's just a way to stay top of mind. So all it was, was to feed my current client list and current prospect list. It was never to get more clients. And I honestly didn't care if anyone even downloaded. I just wanted people to open it and see 
and, and see and remember Nick and the Rosenbauer Law Office. That's yeah. really all I wanted to do. And then what happened? <laughs> oh boy. So a, a lot of crazy things happened. I have a, there's a third party company that I use to produce it. There's a gentleman who hosts it and sets me up and everything like that. And, and there's probably differing opinions on this, but I don't love just hearing one random person talk right. and talk and talk, awkward silence, nothing's cut. And so I I like the back and forth because I, I listen to talk radio and I like hearing that. And also I'm not a tech guy uh, right. at all. I don't even have social media myself. So <clears throat> I know that that's strange in, in today's time, but they produce everything. And I wanted something turnkey as well. I want something that would get out the door every Mm -hmm. single month, as opposed to blogs, which we know if you just look at our website, me doing it by myself, sometimes it'll happen, sometimes it won't. And the first six months were fine. Everything was plugging along. My open rates on my on my spam, what I call my spam email software, yeah. were, were pretty good. They were better than some of the other things. So I knew people were at least seeing it, even yeah. if they weren't all even if they weren't all clicking on it. I don't care. They're opening right. an email for me and they're remembering me. Exactly. Now you throw the Britney Spears podcast in. That's the, I, I think the the Britney Spears uh, conservatorship podcast that we did a few months ago, that's the highest open rate I've ever gotten. And it's the highest click rate I've ever gotten. It's so crazy. <clears throat> shows you what they really care about. Not exactly. my, not my great legal knowledge and breakdown, right. but tell me what's, you know, some 65 year old, tell me what happens with Britney Spears. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, about six months after we started, my producers told me, you know, Nick, you're getting a a ridiculous amount of downloads here and your download numbers have increased every single month you've done this and they have over a hundred clients and they said that's you know you're already breaking into the top 20 and you've only been doing this six months and they did it because they wanted to ask how big my list is they say wow nick you must have a huge list if all these people are downloading it and i told them i think we were on episode 14 and i had only sent out an email blast for seven of them so it wasn't uh, even, I, 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 so I, yeah, I'm two months behind. It wasn't even my people downloading it. And I said, what are you talking about? And then we said, okay, let's keep an eye on this. And it grew from 200 a month to 400 a month. And every month I would log on, Nick, you're higher, Nick, you're higher, Nick, you're wow. higher, 800, 1100, 1500, 2500. And I'm still about... I'm 15 episodes behind. I think I'm almost 40 episodes in. I think the last email blast I've sent out was episode 20 something. So it's, I can't tell you what happened. My only thought is because there, there has to be people out there searching for estate planning. Yeah. So maybe there's a lot of lunatics out there like me. I'm not sure. But I I looked around and I know there's not a whole lot of other people doing what I'm doing on my subject matter. Okay. Some types of shows, I think every financial advisor in the world has a podcast. So some of them, there's a lot of competition. For me, I'm one of the only people that do it. And these downloads are going crazy. I have had a turn, I've had an I've had attorneys. And clients call me from all over the country requesting information, asking questions, which is is sad because 
the person who reached out to me from Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago, I obviously can't do their plan. And heck, the attorney in New York who called me a month ago and said, Nick, I'm looking to add estate planning to my practice. I've been listening to your show uh, to kind of coach myself up on it. I can't, I can't monetize any of that. But when people are calling you from across the country, I said, what the heck's going on here? And I, I'm not sure. I'm assuming part of it is the fact that I there's not a lot of people talking about what I talk about. I also think I just talk in a normal tone. Most attorneys are stuck up snobby pricks who like to say big words. So they show everyone how smart they are. Right. And it's just just not the way I talk, I, you know, whether it's on purpose or not. So I wonder if that makes me stand out. Although when it comes to attorneys, it's not hard right. <laughs> to stand out. Um, and we have we have a couple people who've talked to us about sponsoring. I had Dream. someone Right. Yeah, I, I had someone from California who's talking to me about maybe uh, wanting to be a sponsor of our podcast. And I'm trying to come up with a way maybe to monetize it beyond that. And right now, the company that produces it, we are, they actually approached me about starting a whole program for estate planning attorneys and partnering with me to replicate that so they can have turnkey podcasts for estate planning attorneys if they want to sign up. Wow. So it's it's gone all over the place. Can I sit here and tell you that I thought this was going to happen? No, I'd be lying through my teeth, but it's really taken off and I can't even credit my list because my list is probably 7 800 uh total email addresses and we're getting over 2500 downloads a month and I am months behind on sending out the email notifications. So it's not even my list that's yeah. doing it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> are, are you, so I think one thing though is really cool too. And one thing to consider is, you know, the referral perspective. So if I, if somebody's talking about, you know, Hey, I need estate planning. I can say, I've got a great lawyer. Here's a ref, you know, a re referral, but also to be able to, Hey, you know what? I have a really great lawyer who was just talking about this on his podcast the other day. Take a listen to it and see what you think. It's just that extra, but you're getting all these calls, like you said, from the attorneys, but have you, have you gotten any, any new clients from it that said, you know, I heard the podcast or I got the, excuse me, I got the podcast and I want to come in. Have you seen an uptick in clientele from it at all? I have had a few. I'm not going to sit here and say I've had a hundred new clients right. that originated from the podcast. I have had a few. What I think I have got more feedback and been more successful on is people who have reached out to us to schedule an appointment. Mm -hmm. And during our pre-screening call, they mention a couple things and I will send them an email say, hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, I know we were talking about this. Um, in preparation for our meeting, I actually did a, a podcast episode on this very That's topic a, a few months ago. Figured that you might want to take a listen if you're bored, might give you a few ideas. So that is super personal. And obviously that that's a little something, and it's not an automated email. I mean, right. I will I will type it directly from my email address to them and 
it allows them to hear my voice, hear me talk, and it's just it's more comfortable and they feel like they already know me by the time they come in. And I think it adds to credibility. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's 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 that it's that pre-suasion, if you will. So they're they're kind of being almost pre-sold, or if nothing else, they're being made comfortable and they know that. I'm the guy who knows what the heck I'm talking about with this. So I'm not going to sit here and say I've gotten a million new clients who have just found the podcast cold, a few of them, but I have had a, a, it's really moved the needle on things that I have sent people basically to pre, to pre-sell them from the time they make contact to when they come in. So it keeps it warm and I think it, it sets it up. So it's kind of phase two. Uh, if you will. And I think that's where I've had the most success. And also it looks really good because Mm -hmm. it's genuine. And I can say, Hey, Aaron, I know we talked about this. Here's an episode I did a few months ago on estate planning for small business owners. We don't need to go through details when I see you in a couple of weeks, but might be worth a listen, could give you some great ideas. Yeah, Who does that? Especially right. in the legal field. I know there's other fields out there where there are smart marketers and smart business people. Attorneys are not. Attorneys are terrible marketers and terrible business people. So it doesn't take much. So I'm not acting, I'm not coming out here acting like I'm the smartest person in the world, but it doesn't take much to stand out and people love it, especially when it's a real email and it's not an automated email. So volume comes into play. If you have a million prospects in the pipeline, maybe that doesn't work, but we're a small practice. So it is not unmanageable to do something like that. Yeah. And it, A, it makes you look bigger, right? Because you do have the podcast. People still, Mm -hmm. you know, really respect that, but also it sounds like it's helping you win the deals, right? So maybe they're talking to two, which they should be right. Talking to several other attorneys, but it's that, that extra piece Mm -hmm. that, is outside just that initial consultation. I think I can get to know you when I sit down with you, but then to take that extra effort and have you talk specifically about that topic, I think it's a, I, I think it's a really great idea. So do you, it sounds like, I mean, if it ain't broke in your case, we're not fixing anything, right? I mean, it sounds like you're on this great trajectory. What's next for your podcast? Do you want to double down on marketing, you know, or, or add more to it? Or, you know, it sounds like you, you might do that that help the podcasting company with the plug and play, but what's next for your podcast? For the actual podcast, I want to keep I want to keep doing what I'm doing. If it's mm-hmm. not broke, don't fix it. And I will say I want to keep using it as a, you know, a kind of a, a baby step between first contact and when they actually come in. I, I think the comfort I think giving them a little bit of a comfort level really helps me in my industry. If you were just coming in to buy a pair of shoes, that's not intimidating. But most of my clients have never been in trouble. A lot of them right. have never never stepped foot in a lawyer's office before. So think about what that was for you, whether it's an attorney or an accountant or a financial advisor at a yuppie office where you didn't feel like you had enough money and it was nerve wracking the first mm-hmm. time. And just imagine if you could have heard them talk in regular person terms. They're a regular person just like you. And maybe there was two minutes of banter at the beginning of the episode about cicadas or about, you know, you know, about uh, not sleeping through the night. Right. And by the time they walked in, that person came out, you already recognized the voice, you already heard the way they talked, and there was familiarity. I think that really lets people relax 
So that has been huge. It's disarming, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, it allows us to really get to it. So I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep using it. I need to catch up uh, on my lead nurture, obviously, for my list. And I've thought about ways to monetize just my podcast as opposed to, you know, kind of mm-hmm. basically writing the content uh, to replicate my podcast. But that's obviously great. I've thrown around a couple different ideas. One would be, you know, if I created my own online course and maybe plugged that in the podcast, I'm not sure whether or not that would work for me because, and obviously we don't know until we try it. I guess the the doubt in me is someone in Washington state why would they pay me for a course to then go hire an attorney? Why wouldn't they just hire the attorney and have their attorney teach them everything? Right. So I don't I don't know. But at the same time, I guess if you have listeners who are listening and, and love you, maybe you you might be able to do that. So some sort of an online course is certainly an option. Also, I'm assuming at some point there will be more and more people, if they keep downloading it, that means there will be more people in Ohio um, and around here that are potential clients. So I will take them. I also think with the comfort from Zoom and virtual meetings, I can make it to where you can be two hours away from me. We can do our most of our stuff virtually and you just need to come down here one time, or theoretically, I could mail everything to you. So I think COVID has allowed me to expand my reach. So maybe maybe there's a way to press that a little more. And then also one of the things, Aaron, that you mentioned that I don't do a very good job of would be to try to get my list to forward my episodes yeah. to their friends and family. That's something that's a great idea. I don't do it. Uh, even though I know that I should and just have them forward something and then they send it to their friend and they send it to their friend. So that's something it's easy and I Mm -hmm. probably should be doing it, but that's, that's kind of where we're at. I'm a little bit handcuffed. I don't have a license to practice law in Oregon or anything like that, but I think most of Ohio could theoretically be within my purview with everyone's, uh, comfort level to do things virtually. So I think yeah. it opens up my market. Maybe maybe there's some more customers to be had there. The The online course, we'll see. Maybe that's something that we can unlock. I, I'm a little hesitant about why would you pay me to teach you something when you're just going to hire an attorney anyway? Wouldn't you want them uh, to do it? But I guess the flip side is maybe Going to see the attorney is not comfortable. So if they can feel like they know a little bit by exactly. the time they go in, because I have a whole lot of people who come in, they're nervous. I can tell they're uncomfortable. They say, we don't even know what to ask. I've never done anything like this. So if a $249 course lets them, puts them at ease so they know what's going on and they don't feel intimidated and they at least have peace of mind to know there's not all these things that I forgot to ask, you know, maybe, maybe just for the peace of mind, it may happen. So um, that's something I'm probably going to throw together and we'll give it a try. And if it works great, if not, that's okay. We're not hanging our hat on it, but might as well try. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. (laughs) So I love this story. I think 
you know, obviously I'm into this stuff. I think it's so awesome. If somebody wanted to go and find out more about complete estate planning, where is the best place for them to go? You can obviously look, if you're just looking for the podcast, Google, Apple, or whatever podcast platform you use, you can search for complete estate planning. Our website is Cincinnati Estate Plan. Dot com, so CincinnatiEstatePlan.com, all one word. And that has uh, all of our information. And heck, the website, if you look at it, it looks like it was done through my AOL uh, account back in 1998. It's not, it's nothing special, but it has all the past episodes. You'll see some blog posts that are very sporadic. We have some reports to download, you know, if we want to schedule a call. So we put all of that there, but uh, yeah, complete, complete estate planning is the name. Look it up on your uh, podcast provider of choice or CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is our website. Well, that's awesome. We'll have all of that in our notes page over at AaronGregor.com. So Nick, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, I, like I said, I love this story. Uh, it's it's just about getting started and you never know what's going to happen. And I'm very excited to see, I would love to have you back and you know, another few months just to see how it's changed. Cause it sounds like you've got a lot on the horizon right now and, and just even see how it's, how it's growing and changing. So thank you so much for this and hopefully uh, we'll chat very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Love to be back. Thank you, Aaron. It's, it's, it's always fun to go over a few things. I wish I could say I had more of a scientific knowledge as to why it's gone here. I I know just saying I built this and they came. Um, (laughs) I'm telling you, it's the dream. It's the ultimate dream where people are like, wait, what? Because we're always, you know, as marketers, we're always like, don't, it is not, if you build it, they will come, believe me. So don't get all, you know, all into that. But in your case, you are the exception to the rule. So congratulations for that. No, I appreciate it. I think, I think the biggest thing was there's no one else doing it, right. what I'm doing and the way I'm doing it. And also one thing just in general that I do, and I, and I, it obviously really comes out in my, in my podcast or just talking to me is being the renegade, being the opposite. I'm basically an anti-lawyer. I tell people I hate most attorneys. <laughs> they annoy the heck out of me. And I think they're stuck up and stuffy. Let's have a real conversation. And so being the, the renegade or the opposite certainly helps. It at least gets people to take notice of you versus the 15 other ways to do it. So that's about the only thing I can think of. But yeah, uh, appreciate you having me on. Hopefully some of this information was was good apart from build it, they will come. And uh... <laughs> It's okay. No, it's okay. We'll just, we, we just have to unteach everyone else that, but no, I'm just teasing you. So thank you so much again, Nick, and we'll chat soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. 